0: back. As Liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray
1: God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Stattmiller, with you on this Tuesday, the eighth day of December 2020. Steve Elkins will be with me in the second hour, but in the first hour, I've got Harley Schlanger from Germany. Hello, Harley.
1: Hi, John. How you doing? Oh, I don't
2: know. <laughs> uh, our wheel, uh, wheelchair-bound uh, uh, governor here in Texas, uh, the brave man that he is, uh, over the holiday yesterday, uh, decided to extend the coronavirus and this guy is mimicking Joe Biden. I think he's hiding in the basement of the governor's mansion. No press conferences. Nobody gets to ask this guy any questions. He's just screwing up what's left of business here in Texas and, uh, well, everything else.
1: Well, I actually just saw there's a poll that shows that Trump is now pulled ahead of Biden in Texas. Not that I ever thought these polls were accurate. So, you know, I, I think the... The most important thing from on my radar screen right now is keeping a focus for the next two months on what's at stake in the election and not get distracted by the the various political shenanigans and stunts that are being pulled, including by Republicans, uh, based on their attempt to curry favor with the mass media. You know, the media is part of the problem. We just have to face that and move ahead.
2: That's why we're here, Harley, because the media walked out from its obligation and duty uh, for white paper journal- uh, journalism rather years ago.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's actually quite atrocious, and if you think it's bad in the United States, you should see the German press. You know, the, in Germany. What you have is rewritten articles from the New York Times, Washington Post, and CNN, which add a flavor of anti-Americanism, which is becoming more extreme uh, every day, leading up to the election.
2: Well, you know, it, I don't Harley. I don't know. I don't think uh, you and I have ever spoken about this. Uh, but the uh, the head uh, honcho, the woman over there in Germany. She was in the. um, She was a communist uh, before the wall came down in East Germany. So uh, you know, is it any mystery that Angela Merkel is uh, is the way she is?
1: Well, you know, some people here would say they'd be happy to hear that she was a communist because it would show that she at least has some convictions.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, okay.
1: Merkel Merkel actually is one of the most. bland characters you'll ever find and you know just as an example when it turned out that obama's national security agency was tapping her cell phone she was unable to show any emotion over say well she probably knew it was happening but you know this is just typical of someone who won't defend anything and the irony is she's going up in the polls again because there's nobody here in Germany who will take a stand on anything. Now, in contrast, you look at Italy. You know, We just had a conference, the Schiller Institute had a conference last weekend, and we had a speaker from Italy who's a leader of the uh, sovereignty movement in Italy, a member of the European Parliament named Marco Zanni. And he went through a brutal condemnation of the European Union. And at the end, he said... You know, I I think that we're going to see Italy sooner or later uh, moving out of the European Union, but it may be after the European Union falls apart.
2: Well, that's what everybody's been waiting for, the Brexit and um, the European Union. Uh, That has stalled uh, quite a bit. Uh, By the way, uh, if you're saying that the people in Germany are not responding, I mean, I've got stories posted up with pictures of people demonstrating against this coronavirus.
1: Well, you had a demonstration uh, two weeks ago and then last week, and the one last week got somewhat tamped down because the government said they were going to arrest everybody, which they didn't do. But it was interesting because before we get too excited about it, about half the people there were potheads, uh, uh, anarchists, bomb-throwing leftists. Hmm. who used this as an opportunity to go out and express their rage.
2: So you're talking mainstream German, right? Mainstream
1: Berliners, yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> right, all right. But then you did have a grouping associated with the alternative for Deutschland, the AFD, which is denounced in the media all the time as neo-Nazis. And I know people in the AFD, and most of them are people who are just angry about All the promises that were made by the government with the reunification, which is coming up on 30 years, none of which have been delivered, and they were marching under banners that had poster pictures of Donald Trump, and there was a rumor that was spread that Trump was actually at the Bundestag, or the Reichstag, I should say, and so you had a a grouping of these people storm the Reichstag, and that's where there was some... A little bit of violence, not much. Uh, but it was people who wanted to see Donald Trump. And again, in Germany, that's unusual because Trump is portrayed as a brutal, nasty, uh, crude American in contrast to the urbane and sophisticated Obama. And yet Germans who say they're anti-war love Obama, who started all the wars that Trump is trying to stop.
2: Isn't that amazing? And I'm sure you're aware of, excuse me, Harley, that um, uh, even Mad Dog Mattis has come out against Trump saying he's not fit to be president. Uh, we got the yellow cake guy that was at the UN uh, that took care of a little My Lai incident in Vietnam. Uh, he's come out against Trump. All the retired generals are coming out against Donald Trump. And he just said the other day that, uh, you know, it's the... <laughs> The, uh, the military hates me. Well, he says, I'm not saying, and I'm quoting him directly, I'm not saying the military's in love with me. The soldiers are. The top people in the Pentagon probably aren't because they, don't, they want to do nothing but fight wars so all those wonderful companies that make the bombs and make the planes and make everybody else stay happy.
1: And he could have added that the reason that many of the people in the Pentagon support the military-industrial complex is that they intend to retire and go get jobs with them, as many of them have. Now, I I want to encourage your listeners to go to uh, YouTube LaRouche Pack videos. And we've just posted an interview with Colonel Richard Black who's the former head of the Army's Criminal Law Division at the Pentagon. (laughs) He was with the Judge Advocate Corps for years, and he's not a a minor figure. He was also a state senator, Republican state senator in Virginia, who was targeted by Andrew McCabe's wife. You may remember the whole flap about McCabe getting money from the Clintons to back his wife's campaign while she was running against Richard Black. Now, what Richard said to the conference, is an 11-minute video of him, going through the coup that's being organized by the military against Donald Trump. Now, I think this is important for two reasons. One, there's a lot of talk about military tribunals and and rounding up the traitors. But here's someone who's actually been on the inside of organizing military tribunals and organizing the military's legal response who's openly discussing what Mattis said, what John Kelly is saying, what Colin Powell is doing. Uh, There was an article by two colonels saying that since Trump won't leave if he loses, the military has to start planning now to drag him out of the White House. And what what Richard Black said is this is a coup that's underway. And this is on top of what's already been done with Gate, the Ukrainian impeachment, and the insurrection that's being funded by people who are out to destroy the country. So I think it's very important that people take a look at this because he will provide you with the facts and information from the standpoint of an insider of this process who will tell you that most of the military is not political in the sense that they're going to take sides in the election. They have their views, but they are loyal to the Commander-in-Chief. But there are people, as you emphasized, who owe their loyalty elsewhere. And that's what we're seeing now come to the fore with all this loose talk about a coup against Donald Trump.
2: Well, it's interesting. Uh, The story that's been floated that gained traction, and this was to counter um, Creepy Joe. Uh, By the way, Sanjay Gupta on CNN pointed out that Joe Biden has pretty much lost it, that he can't string two sentences together. So what do we see in the media? Oh, well, uh, look, here's a clip of Donald Trump outside the White House. Uh, he was talking to the press, and then he just meanders off. He must have lost his mind. And when in actuality, what he did without cropping that video or editing it, he walked away from the press corps, as he usually does, and he was waiting for his wife and then pointed out, watch, honey, there's a mud puddle, step around it, and then they left. <laughs> you know, I mean, here, here's, here's what I find rather fascinating. People, I don't know, Harley, if people, they've heard so much, they are so overloaded. I don't know if they can distinguish the truth from a lie anymore, and I don't know if there's anybody in the media that wants to point it out.
1: Well, I think the the flow of information has been decidedly one sided, oh, yeah. as, as you point out. Yeah, and you know the the this news story from the Atlantic magazine, which says that Trump disparages the military, the guy who wrote the story, is one of the people who gave credibility to the original yellow cake uranium story. There's a guy named Goldberg who goes back almost 20 years in promoting disinformation and lies. And ironically, even John Bolton, who was with Trump on that trip to France, and Bolton has no love for Donald Trump, but he said he never heard or saw anything approaching what this guy reported. So he doesn't know who his sources are. Well, we know who the sources are. It's the same anonymous sources who came up with the lie about the Afghan bounty story. You know, here's that. You know, it's so unbelievable. You now have the new Navalny poisoning story. The Russian scientist who invented Novichok said if Novichok had been used with the Skripals and Navalny, they'd be dead, and probably the people who treated them would be dead or seriously ill. And who is the source to that told the German doctors who did the investigation into Navalny that he was poisoned with Novichok? porting down the British chemical warfare division, which is probably the place that provided the poison that was used on the screples. And why are they doing this now? Because Trump has had seven talks with Putin in the last two months about finally getting together and working out a new agreement to end the nuclear arms race. So this fits in perfectly with what Trump was saying that the, the people who are for war are the ones who want the spending on these weapons. And here's Trump trying to stop it. And what does he run into? You know, one lie after another against Putin, one lie after another about his relationship with Putin. And this is what the media has been doing. Now, in spite of all this, it just shows how bad the Democrats are that they had to nominate Joe Biden, who's one of the biggest war hawks of the Democratic Party, and as you say, he can barely speak, and he's got a vice presidential candidate who, if she's supposed to be a role model for women, wait till the story gets out about how she got her first appointments in California politics through sleeping with the married uh, Speaker of the House of California, Willie Brown.
2: Well, you didn't, uh, Harley, you know, I'd heard this out of a line out of a movie uh, that a woman in that's very comfortably couched, pun intended, in the corporation climbing the corporate ladder is accused by a fellow worker of sleeping her way to the top. And she says, well, what percentage is it? And sleeping my way to the bottom. <laughs> so Camilla Harris, this woman, you know, it, it's it's kind of fascinating to me. You know, all this stuff about, the, you know, well, we need to fact check and we need to... I don't know if Camilla Harris has ever gone one day without telling a big fat lie. But Well,
1: it, I, I think more importantly the nobody knows where she stands on anything because she doesn't stand on anything. You know, the fact that she was running in the past as a tough cop a tough prosecutor, she and Biden were putting in prison people for minor offenses and keeping them there. And that she actually was quoted saying that she would not give people early release because they needed the cheap labor from prisoners to fight forest fires. And now she's suddenly the hero of the, the uh, insurrectionists who are rallying around the so-called Black Lives Matter. You know, the fact that people don't see this uh, hypocrisy and, and corruption, and, and in fact, you know what, I think they do. I think that's why Trump still has a chance, because a lot of the people who are uh, coming out uh, under pressure saying they support Black Lives Matter have a bad taste in their mouth about it, they know it's a fraud right. and they're gonna end up either not voting or voting for Trump.
2: Well and what the stories I'm seeing, and you've gotta separate the political hyperbole because this is this is this is a normal course as you come up to presidential election. That's uh, right. Politicians will over exaggerate, politicians will lie. Um, In Donald Trump's case, I don't think he really has to lie. All he has to do is keep telling the truth because these guys are a little, well, they're a porpoise of just absolute take your pick on how insane things are getting. By the way, let me me backtrack uh, back to uh, the judge advocate, General Richard Black, uh, talking about Section 88 of the Military Code of Justice and these uh, retired generals and lieutenant colonels or whatever talking about Trump. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Thomas Crosby, uh, six scenarios for military invention after January 20th. Uh, Mad Dog Mattis, former Secretary of Defense, this past June, he praised rioters and denounced the president in scathing terms. He said, we can unite without President Trump drawing on the strengths inherent in our civil society whatever that means. Um, June 7th, retired General Colin Powell. As I said, he was the one who was sent in to do the My Lai Massacre deal, and yeah. every good boy deserved favor since then. He led other retired military leaders in blasting the CIC, uh, that being the commander-in-chief. Uh, retired uh, Marine General John Kelly said, I think we need to look harder at whom we elect and then John Allen retired jeez i guess the marines are still looking for a few good men this guy from the marine corps he castigated the notion that president trump cares about religious people the christians i'm harley i think what you said on the outset here may not be exactly prudent maybe you can shave 25 30% off concentrating on donald trump for the next 56 days Because there's a lot going on. And when we focus and concentrate on something, all you have to do is turn, pivot 180 degrees and look about 10 degrees up to see what else is coming at you. But you're not going to see that if you're concentrating on something.
1: Well, you know, I think, let me throw out something else that uh, I I, I see that you either saw the the black speech or you, you read it. What again? People can go to the theshillerinstitute.com or the uh, YouTube page of Larouche PAC videos and hear his speech. We it's have really it posted. Compelling.
2: We have it posted, it, and it's okay. un, it's under okay. the former JAG officer warns of military coup against Trump.
1: Good. Good. Now, now let me let me give you one other area where I think the White House is going to take off in the next couple of days, and that's on the whole Ukraine situation where you have the story that's come out that's been mostly suppressed about how Yovanovitch, the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, who was one of the heroes of the Ukrainian impeachment, was spying on the Trump campaign and and American citizens, including American journalists, operating through State Department spy channels. Now, why were they doing that? They were terrified that the real story of Joe Biden's Ukraine corruption would come out. And as I told you at the time, John, the corruption of Hunter Biden, that's kind of peanut uh, corruption. I mean, that's typical. The son of a vice president who's making millions of dollars on his name. That happens all the time. Remember Billy Carter? But more importantly, hey, is Joe this, Biden...
2: It, wait a minute. Uh, Billy Carter, is this the same... Oh, okay. Uh, is this Jimmy the same... Is this the same guy that crawled out of an airplane and peed on the runway because he was drunk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Got you. Jimmy
1: Carter's brother.
2: Okay. You
1: know, the, they always trade on their, their, their uh, brothers or sisters. That's, that's not surprising. Or, or parents. What's interesting is Joe Biden completely was coordinating the Ukrainian coup, working with the George Soros network, working with the Hillary Clinton State Department network, which was largely coordinated by a neoconservative named Victoria Newland, whose husband was one of the founders of the Project for the New American Century, which is the original U.S. unilateralist coup regime, Uh, that Biden was also working with the Nazis from the Ukrainian SS units during World War II. Now, this is not an exaggeration. Uh, And it came out again just the other day, that the Azov Battalion, which is at the center of Ukraine's security forces, and this is what President Trump was worried about in giving money to Ukraine, the Azov Battalion takes its name from a a man who was a leader of the the Ukrainians who joined the Nazi SS after the Germans captured Ukraine. And these are the people who murdered Romanians, uh, Poles, Jews, Russians and others in Ukraine in large numbers, they still march under the same flag as the Ukrainian SS. They were the ones who ran the coup. And who was the coordinator for the Obama administration for the coup? It was Joe Biden. And that's why Biden was the one who ordered the the shutdown of the corruption investigation into Burisma. That's just one aspect of the corruption. Now you see them trying to put troops into Ukraine on the Russian border. Uh, Now, there's so much that can come out on this, which demonstrates that, you know, to the extent Biden had his head together in 2014, he was working with Nazis to carry out a coup. So I think there's a whole bunch of stories the Trump campaign can tell that will do serious damage to Joe Biden. But I think more importantly, get him into these debates. Let's see if he can actually talk. Oh, um, uh,
2: you know, I don't even know why people are asking that question, Harley. Because I watched uh, the Republicans, of what they could put up back in 2016, Uh, the best that they could muster, line them up all on a stage, and Donald Trump just went right down the line, hacking and whacking, yeah uh, it, it it was uh, it was something to behold it really was so and these guys being republicans and supposedly conservatives did their level best to try to collectively go after trump but it didn't obviously it didn't work but you know here again we go with another scenario of resistance against trump uh, not only from the military but from all the news media and i'm including certain segments of Fox News.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, They they don't get a pass. They shouldn't get a pass. But, you know, it's interesting. Biden finally had a press conference, and you talk about softballs. you know, And even with the softballs they lobbed him. Now, it's not effort.
2: nice to talk about Joe's anatomy. Hardly. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You were referring to something. My my apologies.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. No, we don't have to go that deep in the gutter. (laughs) Okay, then. Although, you remember, Marco Rubio did that against Trump.
2: Well, and that's what I was thinking about when I made that remark, accusing the president of having small hands. You know, I mean, I've seen some stuff in presidential elections, and I've seen some stuff. I can remember the debates, and what everybody talked about, Richard Nixon, well, he was sitting under those hot lights, and he was just sweating Kennedy was nice and cool. I remember watching that debate as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I go back a few years. And I've yeah. watched every presidential election cycle since then. And I, I've watched I've watched this devolve into some kind of it it's you know, and they use terms now, well, we've got to aim high, we can't go low. Well they've been they've been low and in the gutter for years. You know, it, it here's job one. It's not who the best person is to be president of the United States. It only matters when you're in a heat of battle to take a political seat that high up on the on the rungs there. Uh, it's just about winning. And, and nothing else matters. You can't do anything unless you win. Now, if that's the case, and I want to roll back around here uh, to what the Democrats are trying to do to Trump that have been trying to do it to him for what, uh, going on four years now. Uh, we're, yeah. we're only a few months away from uh, uh, election time again. I, You know, the post office, uh, you know, Donald Trump's losing his mind. Uh, the Atlantic story came out. I mean, uh, he said, Donald Trump said that the, the military is just a bunch of, well, basically they borrowed from Henry Kissinger. They're nothing but a bunch of dumb animals, hmm. which, which he never said. And then he has to roll out how many witnesses, 16, uh, sixteen, eighteen witnesses uh and and yeah. And I'm looking at this Harley. We're so we're so far down the tubes here. You know, somebody asked me a while ago, about a month ago, you know, Donald Trump, that's who you want as president? I just turned and I looked at him and I said, you know what? I don't, I, sometimes I don't appreciate the way he talks, and he tweets this out. and I said, but you know what? Upon further review, I think this is the exact president that we needed in this exact time in our country's history. Because things have gone crazy. So I'll tell you what. I'd like a guy up there standing there reflecting what the American people are saying. And I really don't give a hoot. I don't give a tinker's damn whether he's... Um, how should we say presidential,
1: crude, <laughs> crude, you know, the American people actually enjoy the fact that he'll say what he thinks, that he doesn't have to have someone write notes for him, that he practices in front of a mirror the way Obama did obsessively to try and sound eloquent uh, when Obama was lying. You know, what, what Trump does is he says what he's thinking. A lot of it's off the cuff and this they're saying, Well, this is the problem with his campaign, they, mm. they can't manage him. <laughs> well, I hope they don't manage him because the people trying to manage the campaign are a bunch of idiots. You know, they're they're in it for the money. They've spent close to a billion dollars so far for almost no effect. And some of the people who know Trump from and worked with him in twenty sixteen are telling him, You've got to stop listening to these guys. They're not they're they're trying to control you in a way that's not going to work. And I think what we're seeing now with him going on the campaign trail and just talking to people and, and talking about uh, not, that this is not America where you supposedly defend social justice by burning down cities and torching police cars and police headquarters. Right. You know, the blunt talk from Trump is what's needed
2: I just wish that he would have picked somebody else for vice president rather than Pence. And I was hoping that he would have made a better choice, or uh, he's got a second go-around, Pence isn't going anywhere, and that's too bad. That that really is too bad, because I've got a short list of people that make better vice presidents than than Pence, but be that as it may, um, I, I... I, I am absolutely flabbergasted that the number three person that would have their finger on a nuclear button is somebody that gets their hair done in a salon and is a hypocrite. You saw the video. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, It's just, I, I think part and parcel of this propaganda program is to burn people out so they just shut down and turn off.
1: I think it's a democratic vote suppression strategy.
2: All right, let's take this only break during this hour. Harley Schlanger from Germany, around Stuttgart, Germany. is our guest.
3: We'll be back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
0: Extend your life
3: with ExtendoVite. ExtendoVite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite. It was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call one That's one Or visit our website at heartdrop.com.
0: Extend your life with
3: Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry, we have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre foreclosure, have high end repair costs. Experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's CachingProperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind.
2: We are back with Harley Schlanger. Um, Harley, they've got the post office thing up. There is a story out in Georgia where they found that. Uh, oh, that's right, these mail-in ballots. Um, oh, uh, they had people voting twice uh, for the local elections down there. I mean, it. This is this is out of control. There are penalties. It used to be an egregious thing to screw with a vote. You know, we remember what Uncle Joe Stalin said. It doesn't matter who votes. it's It matters who counts those votes. Counts them, yeah. And and I'm looking at this, and now I'm seeing the rhetoric flying that Hillary Clinton and the gang, Um. yeah, well, we've got to resist. If if Trump gets reelected, we got to resist. we got to resist with every fiber of our body.
1: Well, not concede is what Hillary said. And she said, we've got to have a legal team that will string this thing out. And then we've got to have boots on the ground. So this is the coup that, that Richard Black is talking about, the Judge Advocate General uh, core member. They're actually, I mean, I, John, I think it's worth at this point, since we've covered some of the specifics, to just take a look at the, the bigger picture for a second. In Trump's first term, there were things that he did that broke broke from the policy consensus of Bush and Obama and most of the congressional Republicans and Democrats. The, his attacks on the wars, his efforts to try and bring troops home, his willingness to work with Vladimir Putin, his, his initial work with uh, Putin and Xi Jinping and the president of South Korea to try and neutralize the problem with North Korea. He did things that were totally out of the box. The the walking out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which was a fraudulent free trade deal, which would have completely uh, demolished what was left of U.S. industry and, and taken away U.S. sovereignty completely. He did these things, and they haven't forgotten it, and they're not going to let him do any more. That's the whole point of the coup and the way they're trying to rig the election. Now, I think what's important for people to realize is that he's only getting started. He wasn't able to do a lot of things that he wanted to do because the Republican Party was not really backing him. The Democrats, of course, are a total opposition. But he's outside the party structure. That's how he won in 2016, and he's got to do that again, and this time not make concessions to the neocons and the neolibs and who uh, staffs his administration. And there's got to be a real clean-out of the permanent bureaucracy. Now, that's the terror that's in the hearts of people like John Brennan, Clapper, the Clintons, Obama. They see Trump as someone who, if he actually does what he says he's going to do, will destroy their power base in this country, which means they're not going to be able to loot the American people anymore. And no. that's the, the essence of this thing. Well, there, there are just some new figures that came out. I, I'm just, I don't want to bore people with statistics, mm-hmm. but the total deposits in the banks in this country, in the United States, have gone up by th- almost $3 trillion in the last two years. Now, that's what the Federal Reserve is doing. They're printing money. Most of that went to six banks And in the meantime, those six banks are making smaller amounts of loans. They're using that money. They're stockpiling it for when they need it. But they're also using it to buy stocks and derivatives and speculate. And so this is what is feared, is that if Trump is serious in a second term, he's going to end this casino economy.
2: Well, no. and what would, what would the best way to end this casino economy, what would, what would be the first major step in that direction, Harley?
1: Shut down the Fed. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what people fear that he would do. Because the Federal Reserve is an instrument of the too-big-to-fail banks. You know, It has no real power on its own except its ability to create fiat money. But why is it doing that? Because the, the, the money center banks that run the Federal Reserve are so out on a limb with bad debt on their books, corporate debt, student debt, uh, mortgage debt, that if there were an honest audit, and I'm not talking about auditing the Fed, I'm talking about auditing J.P. Morgan Chase and Citibank and Bank of America, they would have to be shut down uh, under a bankruptcy reorganization and most of their executives would end up in prison. Now these are the people who fund both parties. You think they're going to let that happen if they can stop it? And that's what the fight is about. The criminals who have swindled and looted the American people, deindustrialized us. They're destroying the agricultural sector, destroying the family farm on behalf of corporate cartels. Uh, they, they've. You, you look at what they've done with the oil industry, with the. Uh, building up the debt in the frackers and others. They've destroyed everything. Everything they touch turns to you know what. Mm-hmm. But they control the institutions like the courts. They control the uh, uh, permanent bureaucracy in the Justice Department, the intelligence community, the Defense Department. And Trump was really a lone voice in this fight. He didn't have enough people with him. And some of the people who were with him were taken down, like Flynn, like Manafort, like Roger Stone. They got rid of the people who actually were experienced hands in fighting against the swamp. So, you know, I think this is a, a, a moment of great promise, but also horrible danger if we end up with Joe Biden in the White House.
2: Well, but, okay, everybody's focused on whether Trump gets in, whether Biden gets in. Um, yeah, I, I understand biden shouldn't be in there uh the republicans have seen fit not to run anybody against donald trump why do you think that
1: is well i think they're they they wouldn't win you know if the republic there were attempts to primary him you had uh william weld the former governor of massachusetts who actually is the created the model for obamacare uh you had that Walsh, the congressman from uh, Illinois, who said he was running as a true conservative. Uh, there was no Republican who could who could defeat Trump. And they knew it. The, the Republican base uh, likes what Trump is doing. It's the Bushes, the Bush crowd. It's the, the corporate crowd, the Chamber of Commerce crowd. Uh, and by Chamber of Commerce crowd, I mean at the top levels, the national levels, they're the ones who don't like Trump. Okay, but, The average Republican yeah. loves him.
2: Okay, but I'm, I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around this, and I, I don't like to get out the crystal ball, because every time I do, it's got the little house with the snow in it. I <laughs> keep grabbing the wrong one. But, Harley, <laughs> the Republicans, even if Trump wins this election, all they've got to do is hang on for another four years. And then they can go back to their same old, same old. Donald Trump is unique. When God made Donald Trump, that mold got broken. Period. There's not. Well,
1: there's, there's one thing he could do, and this is what should be done. You, you need a grassroots rebellion in the Republican Party against these congressmen, the senators and the House members. Uh, you need to elect people who actually agree with Donald Trump. And this is something which I think he could have done in 2018. He he did it to some extent in the Senate because some of the Republican senators like Flake and Corker uh, ended up leaving. But there are just too many bad ones in there, too many who are conflicted. Like, you know, I I would put Marco Rubio and Cruz in that category. They're part of the war machine. They don't agree with with Trump. They, They wouldn't support Trump if he went after the Federal Reserve. But there are Republicans who would relish the the mobilization to take down the Fed. And I think that's where, you know, look, the, the question is not what happens in November. It's what happens in the next 60 days, day by day. Will he make the case that he's going to do the changes that he promised? And, you know, I'm not skeptical about Trump. I'm just saying that right now he's not being allowed to make that case because his campaign team uh, is too focused on polls and and making money. Well, and, and that's there, not going to work.
2: Well, and according to the latest statistics, uh, Joe Biden—I it, mean, it's like twenty to one with uh, campaign contributions—prompting uh, Trump to say, "Look, if I need to, I'll go out there and spend my own money." You know, here, well, Biden,
1: here's, yeah, Biden's getting money from Hollywood, from the Silicon Valley. Uh, from hedge funds, from Wall Street, so he's rolling in cash. The problem is, you know, the candidate—you know—forget the money; they're, they're going to try and convince people to vote for someone who can't get out of his basement.
2: It—it's it, amazing. I—I've never seen anything like this. Most of the debates—and there's been spirited debates. Uh, there's been at least enough truth that comes out. In opposition to the other candidate, that you can get a, you can assess and get a pretty fair idea of who's zooming whom and who knows what's going on and uh, who's trying to gloss over obvious lies. That's politics. I get that. But Donald Trump, I am, man, I, I just Harley, I'll just say it flat out. In this country, if Joe Biden and Camilla Harris take that White House in january of next year there will be a war in this country within three four months
1: now it may happen quicker because the scenario that's being painted by the democratic consultants and others are that trump will appear on election eve to have won both the popular vote and the electoral college but over the next month or two as all the mail-in votes are counted, that will be overturned, and by the end of December, uh, it will be named, the jo- the Joe Biden will be named the winner. And then the question is, will the military coup be deployed to drag Trump out of the White House?
2: Well, okay, I understand the rank and file, and I understand the echelon of the military. The, by and large, the foot soldier, the Marine, the Navy guy, the Air Force guy, the Army guy, they're behind Trump, 100%. Yeah. So the generals can command anything that they want to command. If the troops do not follow, what do they have? Pretty much next well, to nothing. And, if- and
1: that's, the, that's the interesting question because, uh, I mean, the way to avoid that would be for Trump to run the kind of campaign that you and I are talking about And completely overwhelm Biden uh, in both popular vote and electoral college. If that doesn't happen, it sets up this scenario that that we're talking about. And, you know, what would happen if generals ordered the uh, military people to go into the White House and drag Donald and Melania out? You know, this is a this is untested. We've never been in this situation in American history before.
2: Well, the president, in times of national emergency, and I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, he has one option left, and that's to declare martial law. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he does that, then we're going to test that thread with the military of who's going to stand with who. I think the perception out there that has been painted by the media the so-called experts the generals the this the that you name it i don't care what quarter it comes from uh donald trump bad joe biden good but this is this is the reality the perception that the media and the pundits in this country for the overthrow basically of it i it's it's pretty simple and plain to me but for a lot of people it may not be now that this is time of great confusion in this country, great confusion, political unrest. Ah, uh, we got the Corolla phony virus uh you know, they couldn't scare the hell out of us, Harley with uh, global warming, and we're all going to be dead in twelve days. That didn't yeah. work and yeah. as a matter of fact, have you seen that little twit that was out there stumping for the global warming where she disappeared to? She couldn't what? handle public appearance and direct questioning.
1: You remember it was actually one of my associates a young woman who confronted her in a, a town meeting who said look the only solution is we've got to eat the young children and uh, Alexandria ocasio Cortez took that as a serious recommendation <laughs> she she was spoofed you know the I mean this is the the other point the fact that Biden would become the vehicle and not that he would do it but he would become the vehicle for a green new deal to be imposed which would mean very quickly americans would be told you can't eat meat you can't drive your cars you can't use your air conditioner uh we have to shut down coal nuclear oil uh, generated electricity i mean again these are cataclysmic proposals that are really at the core of the Democratic Party platform, which have to be brought out and exposed. The American people are optimistic because they believe in technology and science. The Democrats are trying to say that you're a fool if you believe that. And you know, that's, that's where why the fight has to be something more than a popularity contest about Donald Trump. It really has to get to Elevating
2: people's thinking. I I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, by way of information, you know, the globalists, the the deep-seated, long thinkers, hundreds of years, they knew, doggone right well, that knowledge is power. But the knowledge that they have versus what they want to be let out with their grand plans here of world government, after all, look at the look on the inequality between nations and currencies, and all. that's what was pitched behind the European Union. Look how well that's worked out. Yeah. Do you get the sense, Harley, that they have severely fallen behind, and they're desperately trying to catch up?
1: And well, I'm talking it, about the globalist, of course. Different. Everything they've tried has failed. They've promised all sorts of things, you know, and this is again where you see the problem. How many Republicans still say, well, the problem with the free trade agreements is they're not really free trade. Well, free trade was designed originally as an excuse to allow what at the time was the corporate cartels like the British East India Company to control world trade. Free trade is an attack on sovereign nations. So instead of getting into the intricacies of what's right or wrong about the World Trade Organization, make that point that free trade is a handful of billionaires are going to make the terms of trade and and you're not going to have a job. That's the way it has to be fought. And, you know, I think when Trump is unleashed, that's what he says. But when they try and uh, make him compatible with present Republican thinking, which is that, well, free trade would be good if we could have it. Well, you know, the Federal Reserve would be good if it weren't uh, out to destroy the country on behalf of the, the most powerful banks.
2: You know, I uh, Mel Gibson, I was doing some research on Mel Gibson, uh-huh. and that crack that he made when he got pulled over in California one night, and he was soused. He was having severe marital problems, obviously. And he made the comment to the cop about Jews. Well, if, if you do a little bit of research on this guy... He's come out and publicly stated that the world wars, he says you can thank the Jewish bankers for that. You know, these are the things that are you know, oh oh he's just anti Semitic and he was unloading, he was drunk and he's unloading on a cop. No, he was unloading on a broader scale of what I've known to be, you know, the architects of the globe, you know, the well, we must unite globally and trade fair and by the way, get rid of all your stupid little laws to keep things straight in your own country. You're going to adopt international law. Harley, um, I think we've seen them blink. I think that they've, they're all in on this game. They've got all their chips pushed to the middle of the table, and they're well, they waiting for no that. Other, they their, have
1: no other plan. Yeah. Their ultimate plan is to reduce the world's population, to carry out genocide on a massive scale, including in the industrial countries. And the idea that somehow we're going to live off the sweat of uh, poor Africans and Indians and others, that's not the case anymore. The world is changing. And there are countries that that most Americans don't know much about, like China or India, that actually are developing economies that could move into a situation outside of a dollar economy controlled by the city of London and Wall Street. And we'd be left – with bankruptcy, with nothing, because Wall Street and the city of London have so much debt that it will never be paid off. And they're just hoping they can keep stringing us along and getting us to pay it. Well, there's so – yeah. Well, uh, so I, I think the, the key here is, as you say, truth. Get the, the deep truth out about who's running things and how incompetent they've been. And, you know, it's a, it's a hard sell – and, you know, people like to fall back on, well, you can't beat them, they're too powerful, we're yeah. too weak. Well, that's that's just drinking the Kool-Aid.
2: Well, and, and you stated earlier that there's things that we have not fallen for. And in yeah. this country, we have not adapt, uh, adopted national health care. Could you imagine if national health care was well established in this country and what they would use that in this fake pandemic?
1: Well, they're trying to do that still <laughs> trying still
2: try still trying, but they have not yet succeeded, and they tried to get our guns away from us. Uh, Harley, there's millions and millions and uh, what three hundred plus million firearms in the hands of the American people. This is potentially the largest standing army on the face of the globe.
1: so well, that's what? why that's why we need to do this in the right way and make sure that. Minimally, if Trump is reelected, we have a chance over the next four years to fight these things out. If he's not reelected, then we may have nothing left to rely on except those guns, and that's a very frightening situation. I'm
2: coming over where you live, and I'm living in your basement.
1: (laughs) You can't right now. My basement is so cluttered with my. I'll
2: I'll make room. Don't worry. I'll I'll be indistinguishable between the stuff. You won't even Uh, see that I'm
1: there. Well, John, let me do this. I'm continuing to write articles. I I think I just sent you the most recent one. You did. And Um, it's posted
2: on republicbroadcasting.org. It's titled Democrats' Message to Americans. We are still the party of endless wars and Wall Street bailouts.
1: So if people want to get my articles every week and and want to know what we're doing, you can just contact me at my email address, my personal email address, harleysch at gmail.com. That's H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com. And I do get quite a few emails from uh, your listeners at Republic Broadcast Network. Uh, There's actually quite a, a network of them now, and I'm very happy to always communicate with them.
2: Well, actually, uh, you're one of my highest-rated shows, Harley. Uh, when I announce that you're coming on, everybody shows up because of the wisdom that you impart. And it's it's a magical blend of fact, intuition, spending years looking at this problem. Uh, you're good. <laughs> That's
1: why they're here. So, again, put out that email address. It's S C H at com. H A R L E Y S C H at gmail.com. All right. Uh, 90
2: seconds. Parting shot.
1: All right. Well, the only thing I can say is that the president should be as bold as he can be, not worry about insulting people or or stepping on on sore toes. We need people to have their toes stepped on so they, they get off their butts and start moving. And we have a country to save, we have a a wonderful constitution, we have a great history, and we have a lot of traders in our midst. And the traders have to be beaten, and I don't mean physically beaten, let's make them lose their power, put them through bankruptcy reorganization. And that can be done through a number of of things, a Glass-Steagall proper bankruptcy reorganization is, is actually necessary for these commercial banks. And if they weren't protected by the Fed, they would be collapsing. So we can, we can win this fight, but we need a president who will lead, and we need opinion leaders around the country to take these words seriously and go out and fight with them.
2: Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you before you get out of here today, uh, we have posts on republicbroadcasting.org under the RBN Updates Uh, I have a pocket constitution with the original 13th Amendment in it from 1861. You may want to take a look at that, Harley.
1: I think I will. (laughs) All right, sir.
2: I I appreciate your time very much. By the way, I kind of tweaked you during one of the breaks, and I said, look, when are you coming back to America, and you said that uh, you didn't know if you'd be allowed to leave, do you have any desire to
1: return to the country? I'd love to be there for this election campaign.
2: All right. We'll see if Trump gets reelected, and I think we'll send out the all clear, and maybe you can move back to the United States. We need you here.
1: Well, we'll see. All right.
2: All right, Harley. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Second hour coming up, Steve Elkins, down on God's Greatest Sandbar.
0: Hear ye, hear ye, ConstitutionOnTrial.com presents the most important question for our generation. Is the United States Constitution biblical? Witness the prosecution and defense of the United States Constitution on trial, live and unscripted at the Maranatha Retreat Center in Everton, Missouri, and streamed live on YouTube. For the prosecution, Ted Weiland, pastor, Bible teacher, and author of Bible Law Versus the United States Constitution, The Christian Perspective. Versus, for the defense, Brent Allen Winters, a practicing lawyer and author of Excellence of Common Law in Light of History, Nature, and Scripture. Is the United States Constitution Biblical? live at unscripted at the maranatha retreat center in everton missouri and live streamed on youtube saturday september 19th from 6 30 till 9 30 p.m come one come all this most important event is free to attend and streamed live on youtube go to constitutionontrial.com
3: you're listening to the republic broadcasting network because you can handle the truth